Ready? All right. Hope you remember how to do this for real this time. But just kidding. I'll get it. Nail it 100%. Here we go. <laughs> well, now What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off right, right as we began. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> oh, but welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Wilson, joined across the table to my right. By Rachel Morgan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno to you as well. How are you this fine there day? It's been I, a bit. It's nice been a knuckle bit. Pops I know. Too. I just got a Woo! couple of nice knuckle pops. Yeah, Hopefully you could hear ones. them over the mics a little bit because it was very satisfying for me. Just wanted to share that love. <laughs> Did you have a satisfying uh, Thanksgiving had a break? Very pleasant Thanksgiving break. Bro Morgan and I successfully defeated co-op goose game in one sitting nice it's a lot easier with two gooses Is it? <laughs> yeah. one can run interference exactly the yeah it's so much <laughs> easier so it, it took it only probably took us one to two hours to finish it in co-op. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that they need to add is more goose skins. Like I want to be able to pick between a black swan sure. and a Canadian goose. Understandable. So more goose is 2022 for a game that came out Three to four years ago. Has it been that long? I feel like it's been a while. No. It may not have been three. It might be. It's at least two years. Okay, that sounds about minimum right. two like. years. But anyways, still, games the age point quickly. Is Goose game, still nice. fun. Still play it. Still, <laughs> st- it's still amazing to put the bottle on your goosey beak and then honk, and it makes like the distorted honk it's so funny. It never gets old. Nice, nice. The, the goose walkie talkies, amazing. Ten out of ten. So <laughs> if you haven't played Goose Game, now's your chance. It's probably only five dollars because it's old by now. That's true. And it was not that bad to start off with, right? No, it was like only like bucks. 15 bucks. Oh, yeah. nice. There you so go. So it's it was already cheap. It's only going to get cheaper. Play Goose Game. So Very fun. nice. Well, these quick rapid reviews and takes of video games are what you can expect here on Team Chat Podcast, where, like I said, we talk about the games we love, the games we hate, and everything in between. And new episodes come out on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time across podcast services around the World Wide Web. And you can also find us on YouTube, where you can watch a video version of each episode. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just go to those websites, slash Team Chat podcast and you'll find us you can also join our discord server where we have a lot of great conversations we're not here recording the show and uh then if you'd also like to help make the show bigger and better just like our patrons elise f zach s mariah s susan m james k ben w michael b future rascal andrew m michael s and brandon w have done you can go over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast whereas for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show, and in return, we'll give you cool perks, like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, and a lot of extra and, fun along the and, way. Oh, that's right! And our exclusive emojis. emojis. I yeah. forget about those because they're so new and so yeah, fresh and so, so shiny. Yeah, they're so new and so fresh. So if you're if you're a subscriber, a subsidiary owner of Team yep. <laughs> I, don't know, if I guess patron, that's, that works because we the are the owners. Is if you're yes. a patron or if you're a Twitch subscriber, you get two special emotes that nobody else gets, and they're the two best ones: Cow Malady and Milord Jared. Mm. So they're we good. appreciate you, and we show that appreciation for you through sweet emotes. That's right. And we fully expect to get more in the future at some point. That's right. So, like, think about what kinds of emotes you want. The fun in jokes that yeah, know, that only Mogan and I can produce yeah. here for you for the yeah. quality content, and you'd like to see that in a little cartoon version. I don't know how we would be able to get pleasuring your ears into an emote. <laughs> no, perfect. It's a close-up of an gross. ear with a Q-tip in it. Because, oh, come on, cleaning your ears with a Q-tip is... Ew. Sam got me on this. I w- used to be just like, kind of, eh, about cleaning, about cleaning the ears with a Q-tip. Didn't really have any hard opinions on it. You know, 
either for or against. But then Sam is very dedicated to making sure her ears are clean. Very, and I appreciate that great hygiene that she has for herself. Got me doing it more regularly, and I gotta tell you, Mogan, having a Q-tip stuffed up your ear, rumming around, rummaging around in there, oh, it feels so good. First of it's all, it's a light tickle. The ENTs tell you not to do that. I heard that recently too, and now I don't know who to believe. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think the gist is just that the fibers from the cotton swabs can break off in your ear canals and uh, actually block your eardrums and or damage your ears. Mm. Which well, it's is not why, like I'm going like deep. Yeah, which know. is why I go to the ENT and just have them scrape it out professionally mm. with the little sucky sucky. Oh, see? And then That's they show luxury. it to you and you're like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and after you leave, your ears have never felt cleaner. It's the best. <laughs> okay, so we either have a close-up of an ear with a Q-tip going in it or an ENT, like, uh, surgically removing. I'll be the ENT, and I'll be, like, <laughs> operating on you, cleaning out your ears. Oh, oh boy. Man. Anyways, oh, wow. I don't know how we're going to be able to get that into one emote, but we'll try. We'll figure it out. We'll try. But anyway, if you can't support us monetarily through Patreon, that no big deal at all. We totally understand. And there are a lot of other great ways that you can help us support the show, such as reading, leaving a review wherever you're listening to or watching the show, subscribing wherever you're listening or watching, uh, telling your friends, writing us reviews, all that great stuff helps get the good word of Team Chat Podcast out to the masses. And for that, we are eternally grateful. And we love each and every one of our listeners, viewers, patrons alike. At minimum, we heart tolerate you. Emoji. Oh, heart no, I, emoji. I straight up love. She may just tolerate. I love. <laughs> it's all about love here. Smooches. But before we get into the main topic of the day, Let's get a little bit of news let's, and what's coming out soon. Let's get some Mogan. news and what's coming soon. So the only thing I'm going to briefly backtrack for, Solar Ash is out now as of December 2nd for PS5, PS4, and PC. I've been playing it. It's a lot of fun. Nice. You should go check it out. Nice. And then as of this episode's air date on December 7th, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, the next big yes, new expansion for, for FF14, uh, is out for PS5, PS4, PC, and Mac. Whoa. What do you know? I honestly didn't even know that FF14 was Mac compatible I didn't already. Either. So that's news. news to me. Yeah. Gang Beasts come out come Gang Beasts comes out for the Switch on December 7th as well. So does Heavenly Bodies Ooh. for PS5, PS4 and PC. Life is Strange True Colors makes its way to the Switch on Tuesday as well. Ooh. And then we've also got Spellforce 3 Reforced. That's a stupid name. Spellforce 3 Reforced is out for PS5, Xbox Series X NES, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So is White Shadows for PS5, Xbox Series X NES, and PC. Halo Infinite, uh, which I don't think is correct. No, that is. Oh, the it, campaign itself. Oh, the campaign. Okay, gotcha. So the full Halo Infinite game is out for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC on December 8th. Because the multiplayer came out already, mm -hmm. I, on, I actually didn't realize that they had separated it out into two separate yeah, entities. Yeah, because multiplayer is free to play. Got, oh, that's so and right. they wanted to release it on the twentieth, and they released it. Shadow released it on the twentieth anniversary of Halo. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot they were doing that. All right, um, Loop Hero, which I believe is a port, is making its way to the Switch on December 9th. Monster Rancher One and Two DX, which is a name I haven't heard in fifteen years. Uh, Monster Rancher One and Two DX is coming to Switch, PC, and iOS on December 9th. There's our one Take mobile it on the game. Go with the mobile. <laughs> uh, Witchwood. Oh, I actually really want to. Play Witchwood, so it's spelled W Y T C H Wood. Mm -hmm. Witchwood. 
Wood is coming out for PS5, Xbox Series XS, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, basically everything, on December 9th. It is a really cute-looking indie game that's meant to be all, like, cozy, witchy vibes. Yeah. I very much want to play that one. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is coming wow, out. More on, Shovel Knight. I know, right? Uh, it's coming out for PS4, a Switch, and PC on December 13th. And then rounding out the end of the week, we've got Among Us making its way to PS5, Xbox Series XS, PS4, Xbox One, etc. Very cool. And I think that is everything getting us through the end of next week. So I did remember, though, that coming out soon, I believe the 10th, I want to say, is the Advance Wars 1 and 2 port for the Switch that's coming out. Remember the like one that was on the DS originally? Or no, not the DS, Game Boy Advance. It got delayed, didn't it? Damn it! No, did no, it no, really? No, no, what I'm asking is, is this the new release date? No, I think it was always originally December. I think it got delayed. What? Yeah, I don't think it's coming out, bro. God. Because <laughs> I, I, I feel like Bro Mogan was really excited about that game, and he was super bummed that it was getting delayed. No! I don't think it's coming out on the 10th, dude. No! <laughs> Wait. Advance Wars. Damn it! Yep, delayed. Oh! Oh, it would have been set to release on the 3rd, but now it's coming out in spring of 2022. Damn it. Okay, well, still. Uh, all right. So you can just hold your enthusiasm. I will. It because, will be okay, soon. I'll take it. I'll take it. And honestly, I was concerned because I was like, it's already hitting around like Halo time and all that other stuff. So that was going to be a little difficult to hit around. So anyway, fine. I'll wait a little bit longer. Well, your patience will be rewarded, question mark? Hopefully. Hopefully. Should be. Yeah. Delays are usually a good thing. Yes, they usually are. So Not in the case of Cyberpunk 2077, positive... but for others... <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Cyberpunk's still trying to truck along as best as it can. Who Incredibly knows? enough. All right. Well, so that's everything that's out now and coming soon. Very cool. Uh, so a little bit of extra news that did come out recently this week, or actually today, as a, uh, the day of this recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, it was broke by Jason Schreier of Bloomberg. The only guy that's publishing <laughs> video game news that people care about. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, released an article today titled PlayStation Plans New Service to Take on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, says in the article, quote, Sony Group Core's PlayStation division is planning a new subscription service to compete with rival Microsoft Core's popular Xbox Game Pass, according to people familiar with Sony's plans and documents reviewed by Bloomberg. The service, codenamed Spartacus, I like that. They're going to change it to something stupid. They always do. They never keep the cool name. I know. Remember when it was going to be the Xbox Scarlet? That's true. The coolest that was pretty name cool. ever, and then they changed it like dumbasses. X. One, then X. I'm yeah, all right. Rejected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now remember when it was going to be like the Scorpio or Scorpio, the Scorpius? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool ass name, and they bailed on it. Well, this one probably, yes, is going to change to something else. Because uh, Codename Spartacus, this service will allow PlayStation owners to pay a monthly fee for access to a catalog of modern and classic games said the people who asked not to be identified because they weren't authorized to speak to the press about the plans. But those sneaky sneaks, they it was did. probably totally their own head of marketing. Yeah, I bet probably. their a head nice of marketing drop. like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, slyly yeah, yeah. texted Schreier and was like, I've got some news that I want to share with you. It's top secret, of course. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Wink, wink. wink. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, so the offering will likely be available on the Smash 8 PlayStation 4 and then its successor to PlayStation 5. Uh, but it's expected in the spring 
and will merge Sony's two existing subscription plans, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. That's good thinking, at least on the merge, because to be honest, I have never understood what PS Now is. It's just like streaming again. And I have never cared enough to pursue whatever that means. Right. So I think this is a good idea. I think merging the two together is good. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't even care if it means an increase in price because uh, I would have bought this kind of service anyways. Well, that's the thing. And that's kind of the point of why I wanted to bring this up. So basically there's going to be like uh, three tiers of this service. And it looks like they're probably going to phase out the PlayStation now branding and just keep it PlayStation plus. Good. So there's going to be three tiers of this where the first tier would include existing PlayStation plus benefits. So what you're already getting as a PlayStation cool. plus member, basically online access. Yes. And like the and three, discounts. four yeah, games yeah. Three, that you get a couple of free games every month. Discounts, and discounts. Second would offer a large catalog of PlayStation 4 and eventually PlayStation 5 games. Uh, so that's looking more like the PlayStation Plus collection that's already on the PS5, yeah, yeah, yeah. but probably expanded more similar to the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, the third tier would add extended demos, game streaming, and so we could like play on the go and play on other devices and things like that, I'm imagining. And a library of classic PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. No Vita representation? Yeah, Sad lame. <laughs> a representative for PlayStation didn't respond immediately to a request for comment. So basically... I'm all for this because yeah. the promise of Games Pass and what that gives is incredibly attractive. It really is. Like it they almost had me this console generation because yeah. I was like, man, Xbox is looking pretty good. They got that sweet ass Game Pass. Yep. It's looking better and better all the time. Because Game Pass is only like ten dollars, I think, yeah. that, which just gives you Game Pass for Xbox, then you can pay fifteen to get it for both across place uh Xbox and PC. So and it's has yeah hundreds of games some even like brand new release games drop in, in xbox game pass so it's an incredible deal so that but with you i've been the same way like i've been like man i really want this but i'm just not while i like my place my xbox and this is not a trying to start a war between fanboys of either or fans of either side it's just like i'm just more invested in the playstation uh, IPs. IPs. Yeah. I've been in that that culture or, or like circle longer and stuff like that. So I'm just more grounded there. Yeah. So I've stuck with PlayStation and everything, but have desperately been jealous of Game Pass for having for Game Pass. Yeah. Of Xbox for Game Pass. So I would awesome. love to have that for P PlayStation. And really, it's it's actually a little surprising that it's taken Sony this long to kind of catch up with the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Nintendo oh, sure. kind of beat them to it in a way with like their free backlog of like old retro classic games. Yep. So it, it's about time. And I, I also agree that it's a good idea. I am curious to see what the actual pricing on those tiers is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if Game Pass is only 10 bucks a month, it would logic would follow that PS Plus would be the an third extra, tier, yeah, like yeah. The, well the second tier. Oh yeah, would be like ten dollars a month more than what you're already paying for PS Plus. Mm -hmm. So I hope that I'm kind of right about that and that they're not going to jack up the prices artificially. Yeah, I think I would expect because obviously like ten dollars a month you're looking at about 120 bucks a year. Yeah. So I would imagine that's where like the highest tier would land would be somewhere around there. So well, who knows? We'll have to see. Wait with bated breath, as they say, as, yeah. until we find out more. I also really want to see what their launch catalog is going to be like yeah. because I imagine it's not going to be a ton of games i would imagine it would my, probably be at least all the first party sony games possibly my best guess in terms of numbers was going to be 25 to 50 games oh yeah like for that first initial yeah, yeah, thing yeah. before they add in the backlog of the old sure, games sure. and stuff but on to the main topic of the day where we are going to be discussing the nominations for the game awards because the game awards is fast upon as well it's actually coming out a couple days after this episode airs on december 9th and you'll be able to watch that on twitch youtube 
all the fun stuff across the web. GoEmoWords.com for all that information. But while we didn't want to necessarily dig down into every category, because we're not versed in every category, and quite frankly, uh, not very versed in most of the categories. A lot of the stuff that that I got nominated this year, I was like, what? Yeah. What? I would say that much more so this year than even the last two to three years, there were more games that were nominated this year that I just don't have really any firm exposure to. Like, I didn't watch them streaming. Yeah. I didn't play them. I didn't really know anybody that played them. So a lot of these categories, I'm also totally in the dark. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to do our best, go over a couple of the, the high hitter uh, categories. The ones at that least. matter to us. Exactly. Not necessarily the ones that matter to you peasants. The <laughs> ones that we care about. <laughs> so, uh, first off, I guess let's just jump right in. Top one, we're going to look at game of the year. Yeah. Uh, so, we, the nominees for this year are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Which, interesting selection. I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like. In my mind, none of these games were massive. Well, I know. Except for maybe Resident Evil Village, because obviously everybody and their mother was, in terms of marketing, everybody and their mother and their dad, am I right, was (laughs) talking about Resident (laughs) Evil Village. (laughs) Well, you know, so I agree with that. But I know Death, like even Deathloop, I know got a lot of buzz when it came out, but I feel like the conversation around it, I'm just going to be straight up, like the only one of these games I've even played is Ratchet and Clank. So So it's like, obviously, that's where of the nominations my vote is going to go for because Ratchet and Clank was an outstanding game. Right. And of these, I would say that Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank, I kind of all get. Yes. I don't really know how It Takes Two made it onto Game of the Year. It Takes Two, I heard a lot of good buzz around. I heard a very mixed thing. Oh, really? I heard only positive. Some people really did not like it, Um, but I did watch some people play it and I thought it looked fine yeah it did not honestly look like the kind of game that i probably would have enjoyed very much same for me and i so that's why i didn't necessarily get into it and resident evil village i think looks like an awesome game but is it really game of the year material or did big big mommy milkers just kind of get them (laughs) over the finish line there on the other hand psychonauts 2 people raved about yeah i heard so many good things about psychonauts 2 arc one of the uh friends of the show who Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. recently recovered her discord account from a hacker let's oh, all no. give her a round of applause her account was Woo. hacked Scary weeks times. ago and she finally got it back the hacker tried to like spend a thousand dollars because it's a it's a nitro account oh so there's credit card information oh, no. and jesus and discord finally got their shit together and got her, her account back well, that's so good. Good for her, Ark. Anyways, Ark played Psychonauts 2 and absolutely loved it. She said only good things about it. I've played Metroid Dread, and I totally get why it's on this list. I, I was going to ask, that, like, how do you, how do you well, think it stacks? I think of these, I would have to vote for Metroid Dread just because in terms of is it an effective, good, polished, high-functioning Metroid game? Yes, on yeah. all accounts. Mm-hmm. I think it's an incredible experience. It's super fun for speedrunners. I think... A lot of people may not enjoy the difficulty level, but I think that with a little bit of practice and a little bit of patience and a little bit of being able to laugh at yourself every time you die from the <laughs> Emmys, you'll be able to have a really good time with the game. 
Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I also totally get it. I've obviously seen you play it. I played a little bit of it last stream. I understand. Deathloop, I'm tempted to have as my second choice. Yeah. Just because I'm such an Arcane Studios fan. They're my fa they're my husbando of game developers <laughs> because they did Dishonored. Right. And Deathloop, right. I, I saw uh, Just Mike plays streaming a little bit of Deathloop, and I was like, oh, this is totally just new Dishonored. Yeah. It's just that's what cut, I've seen cut, too. But it's copy like copy paste new Dishonored. With some like fun added. <laughs> twists and stuff like that now, into the, it too. The thing that this game definitely has that Dishonored didn't really have in as much capacity, really solid character designs, yeah. character um, personalities, and really good voice acting. Mm. Dishonored definitely had that, just it wasn't it wasn't the point, you know? Right. Whereas the characterizations in Deathloop are a big part of the draw of the game, so I totally get it. Well, and it's also kind of cool too, this thought just occurred, that it's cool to see two multiplayer games, Deathloop and It Takes Two, yeah. both sitting in a game of the year position. That's that is really interesting. Uh, yeah, I'd have to go though, just, you know, based on this list and what I've Seen like, yes, I have to give it to Ratchet and Clank because Ratchet and Clank was a phenomenal thing. But I'm throwing a little wrench in this, though. That is not what I would have picked. Uh, I would pick for my game of the year. What this would year. you have picked? Kana. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kana Bridge yeah. Spirits should be on this list for game yeah, of the year. I, get, I am actually kind of surprised it didn't even get nominated because it takes two made it onto this list, but Kana didn't. My thing, I understand Kana, like, I mean, it, it doesn't matter that Kana is like an independent studio and all that stuff and, and, and all that, but like, it. It's still like in the first game, like it was a fantastic game. It honestly played similarly to Ratchet and Clank. There was a, there's a mechanic in it. I don't know if you've got to it yet. Probably not. But you can shoot like these flowers and they'll like grapple shot, pull you towards there. Oh. Very similar to what the riffs of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So like while I get that there's more visually happening in Ratchet and Clank, Kane of Bridge of Spirits was just a all around fantastic adventure. I thought like, and it hits Ratchet and Clank put a smile on my face the whole time I was playing it. I was having a good old time, like beating the normal scrub minions to the big bosses. Fantastic time. Funny dialogue, fantastic music by Mark Mothersbaugh and, uh, you know, just phenomenal all across the board. Kana though had, I feel like that same kind of stuff. It had the fantastic visuals. It had the fantastic art direction. The, the, uh, Cinematics of Kana look like a Pixar movie. Yeah, they and do. it gives you. And the other thing about Kana that Kana that puts it over Ratchet and Clank for me is Kana pulls the heartstrings. Yeah, it's got. And I, that I to me is a important. Little bit of like, that. like Ratchet and Clank is just a fun. It's like a. It's like an action comedy yeah. movie where like you know what you're getting into, but it doesn't make you really feel. Exactly, and Kana, Kana makes, makes you, you feel. feel, and that is what the the bit of it that pushes it over for me. Yeah, Granted, I yes, totally get it. Well, no, there's no granted to that. It was, oh, granted, I had a frown on my face and I yelled a lot more at Kana because it's so hard. But uh, still, though, I can't ignore that it just, like, it had that extra element, that emotional element, and that really yeah. just pulled me right in. So those are our votes, but who do you think is actually going to win it? Who do I think is going to win it? My money's still on Metroid Dread. Really? Mine's, think... mine's on Ratchet and Clank. Oh, okay, I, okay. I really do think that that one's going to be enough because I think Insomniac's riding high off the successes of its Spider-Man game, yeah. Spider-Man Miles Morales. I think that's going to carry him through with Ratchet yeah, and Clank. Yeah. All right. Well, we will. We'll, we shall see we shall what see. happens. So the next category is narrative. So similar uh, to the previous category, it takes two. Psychonauts 2, Life is Strange True Colors, yep. Deathloop, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy are the nominees for this one. Uh, without having played 
any of the games on this list, I'm going to give my vote to Life Strange True Colors. That's where I'm going to. Uh, again, uh, same thing. Haven't played any of the games on this, but from what I've read, seen, and heard, I feel like Life is Strange. Well, not even that. What I've seen, read, and heard. We've played Life is Strange one. We two, know. We know what's Life is Strange. Happen. We know yeah. what's up. <laughs> so, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, yeah, if Life is Strange and everything I've heard from about from people who have gotten the time to play Life is Strange, which I'm sad I haven't yet. Uh, it's only been good things and yeah. just incredible things. I know a uh, friend of the show, Roro, is like very, yes. very huge we gotta fan. We got to catch up to him. I know, we do. And we so then, have... then we can have him on and we can talk oh, we about, can talk about we, Life's Changed we just have to Perfect. M- we have to make excuses so that he'll be our friend. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be, be friends, friends with, with us, Roro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to go to Life's Changed True Colors. No, so I, what I was saying was I think Life, Life is Strange would be my vote. Right. However, I actually think Psychonauts 2 is going to take oh, it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I th- I think this one's going to go to Psychonauts too. I could see Guardians of the Galaxy being a steal oh. because I've heard because it's the kind of thing, especially after the Square Enix's Marvel game, everybody's like, why are they doing another Marvel game? But this one kind of saved them in that in that the reaction and reception to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy has been really really well received. Yeah. So I think it has a shot of of springing in there too. Yeah. So the next couple of categories I personally don't really care about. So unless you want to talk about one of them, I was going to skip ahead to art direction. I'm right there with you. Excellent. So similar nominees, Psychonauts 2, Deathloop, Kana Bridge of There it Spirits, is, finally on the board. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and very happy to see an indie game on this list, one that I at least know about, The Artful Escape. So this one I didn't know. I, that, I wasn't familiar with this well, one. Well, I'm a big fan of a lot of games that Annapurna Interactive puts Very out. Good, Solar Ash yeah. actually is one of them. And The Artful Escape, I watched a lot of the trailers for it. So from a, from a perspective of art and direction, just having seen what I've seen in the trailers, that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's an extremely visually incredible game. Not in terms of graphic like ex- expertise or how, how good is the right, NPR, right. which is real. <laughs> I'm just NPR. making up acronyms. <laughs> I don't know. What do they call it? Pixels? <laughs> Anyways, the point is, The Artful Escape, I'm happy to see it on here, but I definitely think, and my personal vote is for Kana. Yeah. I think this one's Kana's. I think it's Kana's too. And if it's not, if they give this crap to, to Deathloop, I'll sue. <laughs> I will personally sue. <laughs> I love you, Arcane, but damn it, don't but take this away it. from Kana. <laughs> because Deathloop is a fun-looking game, but it ain't yeah. pretty. Kana Bridge of Spirits is pretty. I agree. <laughs> All right, let's see. What we got next well, is... Well, the next oh, one, you definitely... We definitely want to talk about this one. We definitely want to talk about it, but it's the same problem. We the only the one I'm, I'm not I'm familiar with in here is Cyberpunk. Oh, boy. So do you want to read them off? Uh, best score in music. We got The Artful Escape, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Near Replicant version 1.224744871139. I did. Good job. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Guardians of the Galaxy... Uh, should be ex- okay. Well, it's saying Richard Jacques composer. Okay, so it's music for by him, not the licensed music. Okay, I'll take that. I'll so accept that. here's the thing. Um, I you know s- similar problems. Um, we have not really played any of these games, but I am familiar. Isn't this a fun podcast for yeah, everybody? Yeah, a fun one for everybody. Let's <laughs> talk about these picks and oh yeah, we haven't so played the thing any is, of them. I this is a personal <laughs> opinion that I think should apply across the board. I don't think remakes should count. Because near replicant in particular, especially when we're talking about soundtrack, oh. that's a remake. So it's the same music. It's the same music. I get like that. they may have rescored it and they may have brought it up to up to modern uh, standards, but they didn't rewrite it because near replicant has 
amazing music. Yeah. If we're going on music alone, I know it's Near Replicant because Near Replicant's soundtrack will blow your socks I and am, your face off. I am uh, one to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can totally see Near Replicant taking it, but from a perspective of it's a remake, I don't think it should be nominated. Yeah. And that's just personal opinion. I just don't think it should count. Um, especially for something where it's, it's the same soundtrack. Right, right. I, I just don't think it should Which, count. And here, though, I'm sad that uh, Ratchet and Clank didn't get a nomination here. Like I said, Mark Mothersbaugh's score is incredible. And there's, uh, oh, I got to look at it to get the title right. But one of the songs on here is so good because it just like blows me away every time I hear it. I'll, I'll be like, oh, man, this is, every time I hear this song, no lie. It comes on and I'm like, oh man, this one's really good. I got to look at it. And it's like, oh, I already have this song saved because it's like, it doesn't sound like it would go to Ratchet and Clank at first. And then it like comes into this big epic adventure score and you're just 100% behind it. But it's Blizzard Primed and Ready uh, by Mark Mothersbaugh and Wataru, Wataru Hokoyama. So uh, I think it's a travesty that Ratchet and Clank soundtrack is not on this list. Fair enough. All right. The next category is arguably the one that I think we will both have the most to say about. Okay. It's best role playing game. So the nominee, yes. yes. So we finally got a, a solid amount that we know and have opinions on. Tales of Arise, Cyberpunk 2077, Shin Megami Tensei V, Scarlet Nexus, and Monster Hunter Rise mm. are the nominees. Okay, well, I got to go with, for having played, I've, I've played Cyberpunk well, started Cyberpunk, and I've played Monster you Hunter. You and everybody else, Monster buddy. Hunter Rise. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say my pick in this is obviously Monster Hunter Rise, uh, but I also am going to echo a sentiment that I've seen shared many places that I do not think Cyberpunk should be allowed on I don't list. think so either. I think it's, like, embarrassing that they even bothered to nominate it because we we know we were we know what there. Happened. We know what happened. Yeah. It's not really that much better now than it was then. No, we're still so. waiting on PS5s. And uh, over a year later, or almost a year later, still waiting on the uh, PS5, PS, uh, and Xbox Series XS versions of yeah. the game. And it still is, a, from what I've last heard, still not running great yeah. on o- old consoles. So like that doesn't make sense to me. How you, it I, PC, I understand that it runs fine and everybody's having a great time with it over there. But I feel like just because of the controversy and the and everything surrounding the launch of it, I think it shouldn't be I also included. think it should if have been If it wins... Oh, God, if it wins, people are going to riot. Yeah, that's going to be a... It's oh, going to be man. a tough time. And I really hope it doesn't, because two of these other games I have played and know a lot about, Monster Hunter Rise, obviously, right. but also Shin Megami Tensei V. That's right, that's a newer one for you. We have not gotten to do a formal review on this show yet, but I did get to write a review for iMore.com. It's a really good game. Nice. And I absolutely understand why it's on this list for sure. It's just different Persona. Yeah. If you know what Persona is, you know exactly what Shin Megami Tensai is and Shin Megami Tensai 5 is a great game but for my personal pick I would still vote for Monster Hunter Rise. It is a close call because part of me wants to see Shin Megami Tensai 5 win just because I like it when the weird game wins. Yeah. And between the two Monster Hunter Rise has obvious appeal for western audiences. Shin Megami Tensai 5 does not. <laughs> It absolutely does not. So just to even see it on the list, I'm actually really happy about. Uh, Of course, it's from Atlas and Sega. So I wouldn't be sad or shocked if it wins, but I think it's going to go to Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so next up we're going to talk about is Best Indie. Uh, We have 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kana, Bridge of Spirits, and Loop Hero. So 
I'm pretty happy here because okay, if it can't get game of the year, at least get, let's give Kane a best indie. Uh, yeah. Like I've, I've explained all my reasons for there. I think it definitely deserves to win. I think it does too. And I, think, I it's, think it's the clear front runner. Personally. I think it's going to have some tough competition though from Death's Door. Ooh, yeah. So Death's Door is currently on my Steam wish list. Now that it's actually just recently. It either recently did come to the Nintendo Switch or it is just, just about did, I to. I God, I want to get that game because everything I've seen about it, which isn't much because I'm intentionally holding myself back because I'm like, I can tell that that's a me game yeah. and I really want to play it real bad and I don't want to know anything <laughs> about it. So, but what I've seen, what little bit I've seen, I, I'm like, yes, All I about think it. that looks like a great game. Yeah. But obviously of these nominees, I definitely think that our personal vote is for Kana Bridge of Spirits. And if it doesn't win, again, I'll sue. Yeah. So everybody we'll watch just throw out. a hissy fit. Yeah, we'll just throw a hissy fit and I'll go to Twitter and I'll complain. <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot of these other categories we're actually just going to skip over because they're either repetitive, it's all the same nominees. And or the same answer of, we haven't played it. Or, I thought I was playing a lot of games this year. Just not, not the award just winners, not these games. Uh, or it's stuff that we just don't know and can't comment on, like best yeah. esports team. We don't know. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to close it out with the family game category. And I fought for this one because there's one particular game that I just want to talk about. So the family game nominees are It Takes Two, New Pokemon Snap, ah. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, WarioWare, Get It Together, and Mario Party Superstars. So of these, it's it's gotta be. You want to be Pokemon New Snap? Pokemon Snap. And if it's not, I will be crushed. <laughs> <laughs> because it's such a good game. It is. It just absolutely blew me away. I funneled countless hours into that game. And I still go back on like Sunday and Saturday mornings and play a little bit. Because I'm like, those new gotta picks. get those good angles of Psyduck. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good game. And it really is a perfect family game. Nice. And the other thing that I like about it that most of these other games don't really have it's a very different video game experience than most of the other games on this list that's true i agree with that it gives children and adults alike something to do in a game that they very frequently do not do it is solely about being in an environment that you cannot interact with except to take pictures that's kind of a wild idea for an entire video game yeah that is as successful as it has been both now and in the past I think it should be new Pokemon Snap without a doubt. And if it's not, you'll see. You'll hear from my lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> that's just them facts. I honestly, I mean, that's a, the perfect argument for the game. So yeah, I have to agree with you there. That this I feel is like a, it's got to go to new Pokemon Snap. Just a small little complaint. This is another category where I just don't think that Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury should even be because on this it's a list. Port. It's a port, and yeah. the Bowser's Fury part. Like it is new. Well, then Mario Party Superstars, you should, could yeah. knock off for the same reason. I mean, I get that it's, you know, it's new content, but it's not a full game's worth of new content. And I just don't think, I don't think it belonged on here. Well, there you go. That's one person's opinion. But yeah, the clear winner there is new Pokemon Snap. And if it doesn't go to new Pokemon Snap, I'll be sad. Also, It Takes Two is about a nasty divorce in, progr oh, in no. progress. I don't need that dragging me down. a strange <laughs> choice for a family game category. I mean, I'm assuming, I think, 
I feel like it's all about like chasing love and like I'm sure they get like reunited in the I'm end. I'm sure they do, happens. but man, I've seen a kind lot of, of a the bummer. I've seen a lot of the gameplay from that game and it kind of is a bummer because like the mom and dad, you know, they get um their souls get swapped into dolls of oh. their little girls. Did you not know that? No. Okay, this is just base premise stuff. This okay. isn't spoilers. So the mom and dad have a fight. The little girl makes a wish their daughter makes a wish to like make get them back together or something like that so that they'll love each other again. Yeah. So the wish works and their souls get transformed get uh, placed into two dolls that she has so the dolls become alive and they're trapped in these dolls so they're trying to get back to their daughter yeah. and then figure out how they can get out of these doll bodies but the premise before that is that they are going through a nasty divorce oh, good heavens. and so the whole time in the game where they're not with their daughter it'll occasionally flash back to her and she's talking to their empty vessel bodies which are now just kind of occupied by nothing what and she's like all sad because like from her perspective they're just ignoring her or they're just dead they, they, they still move around <laughs> oh, and stuff okay. which I don't really get but she's like trying to talk to them and they're just not responding at yeah, all. She's like, like a bummer. It's a bummer. I don't want this. I'm sure it ends well, but it just it, it seems like a strange idea for to fall into the family game category. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess that is reflective of a lot of Western family situations, yeah, but true. still it seems like a bit of a bummer to put in there. <laughs> oh, One person's opinion. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up the games that we're wanting to talk about for this. Because, like we said, we were, we were bad gamers this year. Apparently, it didn't well, play, we, it didn't we, play anything we popular. Definitely played a lot of stuff. Well, it I just guess this is what happens when I dedicate over a hundred hours to get to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, right and I played a lot more <laughs> Animal Crossing, and still hundreds of hours to Civilization Six. Yeah. I could have played a lot of great games this year if I had didn't need to comfort play Civilization Six so much. It happens. <laughs> oh man, but. We're still actually awaiting the game awards and we're excited to see which games do take home the big prizes for this year. So uh, join us and the rest of the gaming world in watching the game awards on December 9th. And so uh, we will, I'm sure, share our thoughts on the recap of the, of the awards as well. So stay tuned for all of that. But that pretty much wraps up this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, everybody. And well, I guess before next time, let us know your picks for the Game Awards too. We'd love to hear what you would think should have won, didn't win, or whatever. You know, we'll have a we'll have a we'll, we'll all circle back around all. And this knowing stuff us, eventually. we'll probably do a comment along on our Discord when it's oh, actually yeah. live. We, we usually, usually do. do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, have fun with the Game Awards, everybody. We certainly will. But until next time, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Mm-hmm.